2: Killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name name is my my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I
1: hated it too. (laughs) Raxon, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Ah, rocking and rolling. I got my uh, green tea.
2: Yeah.
1: super. Dude, I don't know about about
2: you. Unicorns and rainbows or something since you have your green tea.
1: Uh, it's actually got a moose on it, moose from right. Maine, but no we're,
2: um... you have a little stir in it as well, like could we at well, least tell people you have some bourbon in it or something, so
1: well, this was a, a honey spoon actually from disney Disneyland.
2: Let's see. I'm a fish, I'll just abandon my mission to up the manliness for this conversation.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, these conversations, even today's freaking pucker factor, man, all of these conversations are giving me pucker factor right now.
2: That's why you need to be drinking bourbon, and that pucker factor goes away.
1: Telling you every time I drop something around wolves, I tell Lisa, I so said just FYI, I just dropped something about wolves. I'm just paranoid, man. Luckily, my freaking brother-in-law is a FBI agent, and
2: he can, uh... You did, you did, uh, you did lions today as well, lions and wolves. So why Let's not just let's not just uh, make enemies in America. Let's just worldwide this sucker today. Yeah, and the Cecil effect. Jeez, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, as the as the development guy. I like the headlines.
1: Yeah, you do I like, like the headlines. The headlines,
2: headlines that make people click.
1: All right, so what we're we going to talk about today, Wolves, Colorado 114. Or just general wolves. Yeah.
2: I think the big like the thing that brings it to the head is uh is the Colorado Prop 114. Did you vote um, yes
1: or no for Prop
2: 114? You live in Colorado. I voted no. I voted no. Um, which for those that don't know, the no vote is a vote that I don't want the state biologists and wildlife department to be forced um, to reinstigate a specific number of wolves by a specific timeline, even though the biologists are against it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. But the biologists couldn't
1: even say anything. They were like forbidden to say anything for six months, weren't they?
2: yeah yeah there was a lockdown on it um there's multiple things um i think from my personal standpoint i think it's important to know like i'm a really big wolf fan like incredible animal um that i've had the fortune to see in the wild um just amazing right like just an amazing alpha predator but there's multiple things about prop 114 in particular that i'm opposed to um one is people outside of a group of experts just making up a random number of wolves at a random time frame and forcing the people who are tasked with managing all of the wildlife to do that thing right um i'm a huge fan of popular opinion and democracy and the will of the people um, right up until it becomes a really serious scientific issue. And then we have to at least process the data. Um, So I'm, I'm not opposed to the ability of people to be able to get Prop 114 on the ballot and passed. I think all of that was done in the way that, our country calls for it to be done and it was done properly i think that it's a weird thing to make wild i mean what if we just decided you know if if we could convince enough people that we wanted elephants we we could actually make them do that right I mean, so we, how we did we could, it could...
1: actually end up on the ballot wasn't it a uh, signature you need to get a certain number of petitions on a signature. yeah yeah,
2: yeah yeah, yeah. And you can do that with anything, right, like literally, I could start a petition that Robbie Kroger can't drink green tea from a moose cup with a honey stirrer in the state of Colorado, and if I got enough petitions, it would go on the ballot, and then people could vote on that and honestly, that's a joy of our country, right? That's a freedom that uh, that is a good thing, so i'm I'm not against the process. I'm not claiming that the Dominion voting machines <laughs> rigged this thing. Um, I just think it's a bad idea. Um, I also think the thing that's worth discussing is um, when you look at a breakdown of the yes votes, which would be the ad wolf votes. First of all, it's also very important to me to mention that Prop 114 drew a line. Not drew a line adopted a natural line in the continental divide and when you look at i I apologize for not having the numbers in front of me but over three quarters i know i can say that over three quarters of the yes votes were on the other side of the continental divide it's it's people who aren't going to have to deal with this legislation, passing the legislation. Again, I wanna make this super clear. I'm not opposed to the process. I'm not opposed to anything that anyone got this done. I don't think anything immoral, unethical, illegal was done. I wish that more people on the east side of the continental divide would would have been conscious of the ramifications for the people on the west side of the continental divide where the wolves are actually going. And we're talking about, you know, it's, it's not, everyone knows what I'm talking about. We're talking about population bases, right, and demographics. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Denver, Boulder, Colorado Springs and those metro areas um, providing the votes to force wolves on, on people who rely on livestock and hunting, are are huge parts of the economy on the west side of the continental divide, much, there, there's still a ton of hunting and livestock on the east side of the continental divide, but much less of a percentage of, of the gross economy. Um,
1: so let me push back on that point on the economy, because that's the major thing, right? That people say, well, it's gonna have a major impact on the economy, specifically from a hunting perspective, the whole taxes on excess, on the equipment, The hunting fees, the tag fees, less elk, less mule deer means less people hunting, which means less money going into the coffers of the State Department of of Parks and Wildlife in Colorado. However, Colorado did just pass legal recreational marijuana. And as such, the state has a significant amount of money now that they could steer to wildlife conservation to ranches that potentially get impacted by wolves.
2: Yeah, but still, you would. Yeah, yeah so that's a legitimate argument. The, the state has money. We also voted and passed to lower our state income tax, like super insignificant amount. I was looking for a. Well, I don't know what it was. It was like one tenth of one percent for the state income tax, um, but it. It's not will they (laughs) will the outfitters on the west side of the continental divide get wolf stimulus checks i
1: don't know the money will be there
2: they'll have money wildlife and parks won't have as much because whether it hurts the ungulate population or not it's going to be perceived to over the next 10 years it will decrease the ungulate population if all of a sudden the western half of this state has 250 wolves. 25 plus packs is going to drastically decrease the ungulate population. Now, I'm not a biologist, you know, and you hear people talking about how the greater Yellowstone area, the ungulate population is healthier because it was overpopulated, and I, I don't know the answers to that, but there's a perception among the hunting community that hunting is not as good in that area right or wrong i don't know the same thing is going to happen to western colorado there's zero doubt no one's arguing anymore that the wolves don't affect livestock will they cut those checks will they replace the qualitative damage done and the quantitative damage done um the big thing though robbie is hundred percent no one's arguing There's already wolves in Colorado, right? It's been confirmed. They migrated from what a lot of people think you know, the original Yellowstone reintroduction um, has obviously been an insanely successful adoption of the ESA to reintroduce a geographically endangered animal. In this, a success in the sense of there's a lot more wolves, right? Like, whether or not you deem that as a success is, is uh, relative, subjective. But I don't understand why you wouldn't just let the natural progression happen. I think that as wolves expand out of the Yellowstone area, I think that that Mother Nature combined with good human management principles those wolves will be in 15 states in 30 years Mm -hmm. i made both those numbers up but i think that that's a reasonable thing to stand behind
1: do you think that the, Um, the public of colorado actually realized that one there were wolves and this whole idea of population being established in the northern rockies expanding its population range I, I guess the general Joe Blow on the street just does not understand and, and you can obviously forgive them for not understanding biology and population dynamics and sort of, you know, immigration, emigration dynamics of this alpha predator.
2: I think that's reasonable. I think there's, I think as with everything, there's probably like 25 motives or motivations behind a yes vote on this. Um, zero doubt in my mind, I've met with people who know that if the ungulate population goes down, hunter participation goes down. There's folks that think that. Not mm-hmm. saying it's the driving factor of the majority, but there's folks that know that if predators dominate, um, then the hunting opportunities for humans decrease, so hunting participation decreases. I think there's folks just like you're saying that don't really understand the biology of it. Um, or the data that there is a now a known wolf pack in northwestern Colorado. Um, and I, I think there's folks that are just like, holy cow, it would be really cool to hear a wolf howl in the wild or see a wolf. I'm that person, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and they in their minds, they're like, why wouldn't we vote for this? Now, there was some groups in Colorado. First of all, I don't remember the total number, but I think we're talking like both the yeses and the noes were 1.5 million something
1: yeah it was thirty thousand votes
2: yeah way way closer even the coalitions against it that lost it was closer than they would have bet money it was gonna be
1: yeah
2: um yeah no so i think it was a small moral victory um that the, that it was close um I still think the biggest thing that bothers me is when you look at where Mm -hmm. an an intense majority of the yes votes came from, it wasn't where the wolves are going. Right. Right. It's, not in our uh, backyard.
1: There's a, there's a term in restoration called NIMBY. Right. Not Not in in my my backyard. backyard. And um, sometimes NIMBY is uh, actually the opposite, right? NIMBY typically is used in the opposite, i.e. no, you're not. Going to build something in my backyard no you're not going to build a casino no you're not going to build a marsh and in this case it was essentially nimby <laughs> but it was a yes vote for something that was going to occur you know west then now you know
2: hundreds hundreds of miles away over a very very prominent natural border
1: you don't think we'll mean- migrate over the continental divide
2: I think as soon as they do, the vote will change. As
1: soon as wolves get into Estes Park?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just like what happened in the greater Yellowstone area. The wolves, like huge percentages of the population were for reintroduction into the Yellowstone area. And then once they left the park, that started to slowly and then very rapidly decline um i do think you have this combined with the removal nationwide from the esa which who knows how long that will last all of the lawsuits have been launched they've already been filed um for a judge to revoke fish and wildlife's removal of the wolf from the esa um i, I don't know i just i, I do can't you think stand that the
1: wolf should be delisted
2: absolutely
1: you think that absolutely is there to say that the numbers have gone over the population
2: well the data is that the numbers are multitudes over the original number that everyone agreed to right now that's what i have to go off of i'm not smart enough to know um i'm only smart enough to take their word for what they said was a sustainable population Right. And it's, you know, they're, what, 10, 12 times past that right now, because they, you think they kept they 10, the extent-
1: 12 times past the 6,000 number?
2: No. No, I think the 6,000 number is fairly accurate. I think that the number in the greater Yellowstone area is 10 to 12 times past what they said the original number to delist was.
1: Oh, I don't know what the original number was. What was the original number? Like 100, 150?
2: Uh, it was 100, and, and there had to be 10 mating pairs, I believe. Okay, and it's Not at 1,500 positive. now. Yeah. In the in the GYA, yeah. And, of Northern Rockies. Know, right. From the original GYA reintroduction. Right. That, Which is, I won't make any false claims, but that's a minimum number, right? Like, that's the number they've counted. Mm -hmm. um and then you know you look at if people would actually look at the problems that folks in michigan minnesota and wisconsin have with the wolves like actual real problems of of human threat pet threat livestock threat um and now don't get me wrong i think there's people that voted no with me who are way more extreme than me, who, who actually think the wolf is a pest that should be eradicated, and I don't. I think that, there's, that we need to be a part of managing the wolf um, and making there be more of them when there already is some doesn't make any sense to me at all.
1: Um, are you optimistic with the sort of public input component of the plan you know there's certain things that are built into the plan like the two economic analyses that i mentioned one the economic analysis of the reintroduction on hunting ranching etc cetera, etc cetera. they also have language in there that is the economic analysis of no introduction
2: yeah um I don't know if I'm confident in the outcome. I'm confident they're doing, they're going about it the best way they could. I think a thing that gives me actual confidence is that the word manage, um, introduce and manage. Um, I think a huge part of wolf. I believe very much in habitualization, um, and that it's healthier for everyone if the wolves are scared of humans. Um, and I think that, that hopefully that manage is interpreted as that's something we can do. You know, we can, we can keep, there's a lot of places where it would be perfectly fine if there was a set number of wolves in Colorado and they would cause little to no wolf human conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, it's gotta be the right number. And unfortunately, the only—I mean, the only legitimate way, according to every study I've ever read about habitualization, is—is um, is to, is to manage them lethally. And if that becomes a thing, I think there's a chance that this all balances out. And—and and not with 250 wolves. I mean, that's the number being thrown around. 250 wolves in the state of Colorado is devastating. It's devastating. That is a lot of wolves. That's you're going to end up with twenty five plus packs, who then spread out, um, and we're going to have wolves in towns taking pets out of backyards. We just mm-hmm. are. I know it sounds crazy. I sound like some some pessimistic foil con- there. But they're, they're going to be. I'm I'm for. I'm not for them being in the backyards. I'm for them being a part of nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I also think that human being, this is this is the thing I thought about. This is a thing that in my mental preparation for this discussion, this is something that popped into my head, could be legit genius. Like make sure you got a backup copy of me saying this out loud. This could be the one that makes me famous. That I think that a lot of people exclude human beings, from nature like they just think of us as spectators and we're not at all right even our most modern industrial things affect nat- we are in nature we're part of it right whether, whether it's in the truest sense of me hiking around in the mountains or it's just you driving your car down a highway and there's a deer that's at risk of getting run over we're in nature. And for us to be a part of it as the alpha, right? I read this quote the other day that everyone, that all of the all the anti-hunters have a huge affection for every predator except for human beings. And I thought that's that's what I'm thinking about. That, that's, that's what's going through my head. We're, we've got to be a part of this and not spectate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not in favor of human beings going in and forcing more wolves into Colorado when there already are some, but I'm also not a fan of eradicating wolves of, of, of taking it back to, you know, pre 95 numbers. Um, just because, you know, I think it's fair. I really and truly don't understand this non-native species argument I'm like, I don't know. Cody doesn't know if these are the right wolves. That's a big thing you hear about, right? Like these are the gigantic Tyrannosaurus Canadian wolves. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I do know that people that say that nature will even it out are just wrong because 250 years ago, all the wolves that were here had 30 million buffalo around. And it's it's not going to even out. They're gonna they're gonna work their way into other food sources, and there's going to be massive amounts of human wolf conflict. Um. I, I I think it's a touchy gray thing, but I think Prop 114 was a mistake.
1: Yeah, well, several mistakes, right? Number one, as we've talked about in the beginning, wildlife management put into the hands of the public, and almost. Nullifying the idea of any wildlife fisheries department across the country and the graduate students that are getting born out of that department to then be caretakers, the people who understand the system the best, the wildlife managers of my resources, your resources have become, you know, nullified in this decision making process. Now, to me, the silver lining is the next three years of management process that allows public input, that has to take into into consideration public input, has to showcase the economic analyses on both sides of the coin. And at the end of the day, that process is not influenced by public perception. That process is not influenced by the anti-hunting organizations. They are only influenced would potentially come through the public input process. But science, think, you know, hopefully, will drive this, this boat forward.
2: I think I agree, but in a different route to the same conclusion. Because I do 100% stand behind the people of Colorado's right to decide they don't agree with wildlife and parks. I think they're wrong on this one, but I stand behind their right to do it. I think I would say that science has been colluded on the other side, like for instance, let's do this. I think the public's been misinformed by scientists. Quotes, showing my lack of respect for some people that have all the damn letters after their name like you do. For instance, talk to me about the fact that there's a documentary that tells me that the entire Yellowstone ecosystem is 7 billion times better after the wolves, right? I mean, it's better, it's better for nature. Why as a hunter, wouldn't I be in favor of that? Why wouldn't, you know, and it's kinda, you, there's, there's, there's a story behind the guy that made that documentary, right? Okay. Maybe not exactly the guy that we should be getting our facts from, but man, everyone believes it.
1: Well, let me just everyone say this, believes- let me just say this, it is a very classical, ecological um what's the word example that i learned about it's in textbooks it's the whole situation it's the it's the trophic cascade down a system you take the predator out the top what happens right the whole elk uh i should know this i uh, jeez Elk, birch, beaver, the whole riparian corridor example, bring the alpha predator back, it sorts itself out, and that's what happened. Now, the problem is that was a national park in that alpha predators weren't available, period, including humans. So, was it already a was it already a skewed system that just wasn't allowed to be managed the way that it was supposed to be managed? Hey, both sides of the coin.
2: Yeah. Sometimes when you say scientific shit stuff, are we allowed, do we cuss? Sorry. I'm not going to cuss,
1: but you're a cusser.
2: No, do not say that. People will think less of me. That sometimes when you say scientific stuff, that goes along with my thinking. It makes me smirk because that's, that's uh, the truth in Yellowstone, you know, that there's, there's prior to the wolf, few bears, not enough bears to maintain a balance. Um, when, and you eliminated another predator that prior to it being a park was a part of the equation mm-hmm. um, in the human being. It's what I sent you the other day. I told you to go watch that. That uh, There's a documentary called The Serengeti Rules, and it's about the discovery of the theory. I think it's still, would keystone species be a theory? That's a theory, right? Um, that's what, is it a, is it a rule?
1: Well, it's what just is? a, you know, it's, it's difficult to explain what it is. A keystone species is a species that has, more effect in the ecosystem than other species, right it, 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 by taking it out or making it more in abundance, it has more of an effect like a crocodile. Most alpha predators are keystone species
2: right, and that's where it was a really good documentary um in the sense it was well done i don't wouldn't stand wouldn't claim to understand the science but at the end of it you kind of maybe get this feeling at the end of this well-done documentary that starts out with starfish and beach pools. And then at the end, the whole last bit of it, you just keep getting pictures of wolves flashed up in front of you. About, about, and, you know, they do a good job of either attempting to not show all their cards or trying to be unbiased, um, but you get multiple examples around the world of keystone species, and then they start talking about the United States and wolves at the end of at the end of the movie, which is a little misleading from the title. You thought it was all going to be about Africa, and it was actually very little about Africa. Um, I, I think that to go back to your point, where you said, you know, the part of the problem is what did you say management in the ballot box something along those lines um i still stand behind the people's right to do that i think there's people with that spend a bunch of time in a classroom getting titles who are misleading people for a cause um And I think that people, that that documentary about the greater Yellowstone area makes it literally look like the introduction of the wolf was nothing but a positive thing across the board. And it's just evil wolf haters who want them off the ESA and to have them managed. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't deal with the entire argument. Um, And I think a ton of that happened in the three major population centers in Colorado. Um, Not that people were doing something with malice, but that they'd watch that documentary. And they're like, man, the Rockies will be better for everyone. Less trees and no problems. Um, more beavers.
1: Exactly.
2: And I I think that's the problem more so than than, and they also, it doesn't matter what you do, like 50% of the people that watch this that are pro wolf reintroduction will think I'm lying that I like wolves, right? They'll they'll think I'm just a killer. They think I just they think I just want to kill things off. Um, and that that's another huge part of it is that there's a bunch of us that want to find a balance. The vast majority of the people trying to get the wolf off the ESA in the Northern Rockies just wanted a balance. They just wanted to be able to scare wolf packs off of their herds. And control them um and i don't understand why that's a bad thing unless you just literally can't get past the fact that an animal sometimes needs to be harvested to maintain balance
1: have you ever read the book by i keep saying david guaman i'm sure i think it is david guaman monster of god
2: no gonna... could you talk about it for 45 seconds and then i wouldn't need to read it yeah. Or should I read it?
1: No, you should read it. Everyone should read it. Uh, David Guaman's Monster of God. So what this guy, he sort of postulizes in this book. It's a book about all the different alpha predators across the world. He talks about brown bears in the Carpathian Mountains of Romania. He talks about saltwater crocodiles in Sri Lanka and Northern Territory of Australia. He talks about the last vestige of Indian lions in India and leopards in India. He talks about tigers in Siberia. But the undertone here is that humans were integrally linked, integri- linked with this alpha predator. In some instances, we feel this deep connection to this predator and we want to be a part of it. We want to see it. We resonate with it. We, you know, love it. And In other instances we feel the antagonistic relationship of two alpha predators going after the same thing across the world. Right. And so it almost gives you the dichotomy of wolf pro wolfers and against wolfers. Um, uh, it's a great book. It's a really great book. Um, I'll have to read it again or actually listen to it again on on audiobook.
2: Doesn't it say something about people though that if you just take the areas affected, like this is really it's it's not a it's not a biology animal thing that bothers me the most. It's the here's the group of people that have to deal with it. Here's another group of people that don't but they force their will. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if if the the eastern half of Colorado had voted to outlaw tobacco on the western half of Colorado. We'd have been up in arms, right? I mean, it's it's I that's the part that bothers me the most. It's no different than... But you're for the vote. I am. I am. I'm for inform- I'm for people getting more informed and considering other people before they cast their ballot.
1: So you're saying the vote should have been split in the state of Colorado, i.e. the people on the east where the wolves weren't going to be introduced, it should not have been on the ballot.
2: No, 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 no. No I'm not saying that I'm saying that we've got this we've got this broken down properly by states. I'm saying I wish the people in the east would have considered the people in the west more i'm 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 not i'm not i don't mm-hmm. think the process for this happening is broken. I think the knowledge of the people that voted for it is lacking mm-hmm. not that they're not smart. that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they that they cared you know it's very similar to the to the Cecil video that you launched today, that that they literally don't know, and so they forced an animal's priority over humans. Now, I'm not totally opposed. To, you know, I mean, if someone said to me, "Hey, we need to build a housing project in Yellowstone for people to stay," no, you don't. No, you don't. I I'm I'm prepared to take the animals in the park side there, but the wolves are already coming. We we, we decided to ramp up a problem for reasons that I disagree with, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It, it it's no different than Americans and and Europeans deciding what Africans can do. It's 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 no different. And and just on a small
1: geographic point. scale.
2: Yeah yeah it's it's the part that bugs me the most and i think i think as a hunter um in a lot of the you know you and i even still in colorado very pro hunting state and not but and but i come from kansas which is even more you know there's less anti-hunting um you're from a place where where it is pretty you live in a place where there's pretty pro hunting there's a lot of states where it's happening where hunters are being I don't know i don't want to sound all dramatic that they're being attacked but but hunting opportunities hunting cultures are being attacked by people who live on the 37th floor of some building Mm -hmm. and never leave that city um and and
1: ordering steaks twice a week
2: right right absolutely again i'm going to say this a lot when we're recording these things that if you're a true vegan that a hundred percent opposes any animal dying. I really don't have much argument for you. More power 100%, 100%. to you. Hundred percent. Um, and and uh, but if you went to the butcher store and got a steak, but don't think that I should be able to enjoy this mule deer backstrap I'm going to have tonight. Um, that's idiotic. But but yeah, I I I think it happens a lot. And here's here's what I'm saying, really is I think the good, honest, I'll blame the, the anti-wolf people as much because it's so filled with rhetoric, right? It's, it's, there's so much flipping the bird instead of just a, hey, let's look at the data from, from the upper Great Lakes. Let's look at the data from the Northern Rockies, right? We have to be able to control these things. They're coming, they're coming, you're going to get to see them in Colorado if that if you that's your driving desire, um, and also that I'm telling you that doc what was the documentary called the documentary about I can't remember the name of it about Yellowstone, that oh, I don't wolves, know. and then no one grasping the fact. I'll say, okay, here we go. I'm starting to rant, so shut me off if I talk too long. But in the Serengeti rules, they make this big point about nature will fix itself, right? Like they're they're refuting our claim that humans need to manage nature. And you know where they did that? In the Serengeti, right? Right. Well, there's not a whole bunch of people there. There's not a whole bunch, it's, right? It's It's, what we have to admit to is that the reason humans need to manage nature is because humans have forced themselves upon nature, right? Like if we didn't exist, you're right. It would take care of itself. It really would. And they got all stressed about the growth, the regrowth of the wildebeest numbers at some point. I mean, it went from like 150,000 to 1.5 million over X. And everyone was screaming, not everyone, Group A was screaming, we have to start culling. They're going to destroy it. The guy in this documentary was like, no, it will balance out. Kind of like Yellowstone, right? Like Yellowstone, nature took care of itself. what happened the wolves moved off of yellowstone right they they expanded and yellowstone probably will balance out in a in a healthy and efficient way but that's because there's no people that live there
1: you didn't you mentioned there was just one side flipping the bird and the other side flipping the bird there was no middle ground discussed did you hear any middle ground being discussed
2: i didn't hear any Here's a theory completely unburdened by data that I think it must have happened somewhere because nobody thought it was going to be a close vote, right? I think it must have happened somewhere. Obviously, some of that was probably igniting the passion of some people in the West to get more votes than were predicted on the no side. Um, But I've seen the county breakdowns. There were some counties to the east that went no. There had to be some rational discussion. Again, I don't know that, but it seems like for that to happen, um, hopefully that was driven by some rational discussion. Um,
1: There There was nobody presenting what you just suggested, right? There was nobody saying, hey, let's just unbiased. Here's the data out of Wisconsin. Here's the data out of Michigan. Here's the data out of Minnesota. Here's the data out of Idaho.
2: Is, I, I don't want to say that changed. there was change. I don't want to I don't want to say there was nobody. The stuff that I was exposed to was a lot of like wolves are going to eat your children type stuff, right? Which that's dumb. It's it's not that not not again that wolf and human safety issues is not a thing. That's the other side lying to us cuz wolves have absolutely hurt people before. Um but that's not the argument to take because you're never going to convince people wholly of that. Um, They rely on the data that no wolves have really attacked humans in the United States in the last, you know, whatever, 100 years. They ignore the fact that there were really no wolves for 80% of that time frame um, when they make that claim, you know, no No elephants have trampled people in Fremont County, Colorado either, but that doesn't mean elephants are necessarily safe to live amongst people. Um, I didn't see it. I I didn't see the discussion. Again, there were some very educated and data-driven websites on the vote no on Prop 114 side. Um, I just think the world needs to sit down at the same table more Mm -hmm. um, and and at least get, you know, and, and you can bring the wrong people to the table, too, because no doubt, no doubt, there are people that just wanted exterminated, right? There are people that think that they're, you know, no different than a cockroach in your kitchen, but not very many. There's not very that's not a That's not a large portion of the, of the vote no crowd for Prop 114. Um, a whole bunch of us just wanted to limit the meddling
1: right right well it's going to be interesting i wonder when it'll start that's obviously you got three years in front of you december 31st 2023 is when the introduction has to be carried out
2: and then what do they do then if there's then nine packs in colorado
1: uh, you would hope that that would be taken into consideration you would hope that in that planning process someone in the bar, uh, you know, in the Parks and Wildlife Division, will go do an assessment to say
2: we have wolves. This
1: is how many wolves we already have.
2: Right. Yeah, and I think I think from what I, I'm, I'm a now a uh, eight month resident of Colorado, so you know, an expert, bonafide, bonafide expert. Um, from what I've seen, um, very very good wildlife and parks right like i think right. there's times when there's decisions that are influenced by politics that i disagree with but they seem to really really know their animals their infrastructure their ecosystems um and you know i hope that i hope that we work towards a balance i don't think forcing 250 wolves in three years is working towards a balance though I it doesn't seem like it at all
1: yeah you just need to look at the you know the mule deer hunting opportunities in colorado the elk hunting opportunities in colorado both of those are success stories beyond belief and that's just due to part and wildlife essentially
2: why is it what's the deal like why why do you want one animal herd decimated for the sake of of hanging a metal around your neck that you saved another one or that it's you grew same, another it's one. It's the
1: same argument tied to elephants. It's the same argument tied to lions in Africa. There seems to be some sort of level in terms of the ability to care for an animal, the ability to justify one or the other. They all should be on the same playing field, right? Oh, and, and, and i'm not an animal rights guy I, i'm definitely i'm obviously not i'm an i'm a hunter but it's very difficult to understand the rhetoric when a wolf's life is so much more important than an elk's life or a mule deer's life it, it's really that's a, a conundrum that i haven't heard anyone talk about um so but i can appreciate i'm like you i like balance i want balance i'm an ecologist by tra- by nature by training by Korea. And so the fact that you've got an alpha predator on the landscape, yeah, the fact that you've got an alpha predator on the landscape is is good. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm for wolf, but I'm also pro wolf management.
2: Right. There's a, there's a, uh, some kind of biologist, something, I can't remember his name, like, that wrote, I think it's called The Seven Steps to Habitualization of Wolves. This guy has a very German sounding name. Um, and that's, that's. I think, here I'll throw this out as we're drawn to an end too. We're going to see this next with mountain lions, right? With, with the state of California completely eliminating any way for human beings who don't have a badge um, to Don't harvest mountain, right? Yeah, absolutely. The numbers are that they're going to come close to killing as many mountain lions, if not more, than hunters did, because they have a lot more problem mountain lions, because the mountain lions aren't as scared of people. Like that's the layman's way that I'm putting it. Habitualization to dehabitualization is the scientific term for it. That you know, there's studies of wolves literally sitting on a ridgeline and watching a farm for days. No one shoots at them when they're a half mile away or chases them or does anything. So they move in and then they move in and then they grab a dog and they're testing. They're testing the whole time. And, you know, I, I think that the exact same thing probably happens with Alpha predators everywhere. That if humans are not empowered to keep them scared of them, that's when they really become a problem. So I hope that the the word "manage" in the Prop 114 language leads to at least us being able to keep them scared of us, us being able to dehabitualize them um, to lessen the number of conflicts. You're going to have conflicts. I mean, ranchers. That's the thing when you talk to most ranchers, like they don't, they're a part of it. Like ranchers, when they lose an animal to a predator, while it's devastating, if they can control it and do their part to lessen it, most of them take it as an acceptable part of business. When they can't do anything about it and it happens over and over and over and over again, um, that's when it becomes, that's when you've pulled humans out of it right? We've got to stand over here and watch it happen. Um, and that's the real problem. Mm-hmm. Just keep an eye on California with mountain lions. If you don't believe me, it's just it's gotten insanely bad this year and going to continue to get worse. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything to make them scared of us. So they're going to end up in our backyards. And they're really big.
1: That's right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. You'll keep your finger on the pulse and wolves in Colorado. Our oh, bona fide
2: I'll sport to.
1: in Wolf Expert in Colorado.
2: No, bona fide resident of Colorado. Well, oh, that's the title I'll lay claim to. <laughs> that's it.
1: All right, boss man. My tea is finished. I got no more tea in my moose cup, and my honey is gone too.
2: Super. That's, that's a good, that'll be our judge for how long a podcast should be.
1: Exactly. Thanks, brother. That was good. Excellent. Good talk. Ciao.
2: You want to succeed, you want to fish, you
1: want to be one of the greatest. Oh. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Coaster Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m.
0: Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has
1: the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
2: Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. I'll be over there, baby, right there.
1: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.